0: AI is continuing to crawl the internet and learn from all the information that people like us are putting up on the internet. Every
1: piece of art that we put out, it takes the accumulation of all of our life experience, all of our art experience to create what we're making. And
0: us artists have been in that battle our whole lives. Artists are asking for boundaries and respect. Just always be um, aware that this is pulling from other people's work. It seems to be detrimental to artists' careers. I think the rules need to change.
1: Hello and welcome to today's episode. Sharla and I are here joining in with the millions talking about AI arts and the impact that it's having on artists. It's a hot topic and it's one that we're a little late to the party in discussing here on the Bold Artist Podcast but after much thought, we decided we wanted to have our own talk because it does actually impact us as artists more than we think. So the way that this came up for Sharla and I is that I was at a New Year's party at the beginning of the year and the whole room was full of artists. We got on the topic of AI and how it works and how it's impacting artists. And it opened this discussion with Sharla and I that has been ongoing and really interesting. And we've noticed the shift. The concerns are changing with time as AI grows smarter. And we're seeing a shift and a lot of repercussions for the art world. So how do you feel about this, Sharla? I
0: don't know. I've got lots of feelings I started looking at AI art just just to see what it was all about. And I started, because it was everywhere, I started using it and thinking, oh, this would be great for like generating ideas for uh, marketing concepts for bold school and different things like that. Or just even generating an idea for a reference photo. Um, Instead of sketching things out, maybe I could play with some ideas. This is how I was thinking I could use it. Although it frustrated me because there's a learning curve to how you type in the keywords to get what you want. And I was only using free platforms to play with it too. So I actually kind of gave up on it after a while. And I was like, there's no way that this is a threat to artists because it's just really irritating to try and use. But that was a little naive just because I gave up on it doesn't mean the other people gave up on it. And the thing with AI, just like us humans, is that it continues to learn and get better, but it's only getting better because there's people behind it. You know, There's people behind the AI and they're programming the AI and they're making it better. AI is not uh, an animal or an organism all on its own, even though it's learning. It's learning because there's people behind those platforms and now there's platforms that you can uh, pay and use, so you get a better you get better AI. You know, you, they they give you better options on what you can do and how the AI will work for you. And AI is continuing to crawl the internet and learn from all the information that people like us are putting up on the internet and sharing with the world um not thinking about how ai is using it so over time that's just kind of i've listened to more conversations i've kind of watched that world and it's become way more of a concern than it was for me a couple months ago when we first started talking about it i thought it was just kind of funny like as if it's it can do anything or it's not a competition with us it can't compete with human beings real artists who are creative yeah but i think that it is a little bit more powerful and something that we need to talk about. And artists, whether you like it or not, need to be aware of what it is doing.
1: Definitely be aware of it. If anything, this podcast can bring an awareness. And, And in thinking in those terms, it occurred to me that maybe we should just quickly give a brief introduction to what we even mean by art because a i art because there's a lot that are involved in the conversation already there's a lot of controversy out there if you search in youtube you're gonna see a whole lot of other podcasts talking about this and a lot of uproar And, you know, fury of artists and their feelings, you know, concerning how the AI generates the art. But there's a lot of newcomers to the topic who don't even know what we mean by AI art. And so do you want to just kind of quickly educate
0: us a little on, in a nutshell, what is it? (laughs) I will educate you with my uneducated (laughs) knowledge. Um, So AI probably, I think it's probably a little bit more famous in the world right now for what it can do with text and copy, like writing. Mm -hmm. And there's a program called, uh, or there's an AI called ChatGBT, which is a lot of people are talking about it like my kids are talking about it using it well and, and i need so to say dad... that i i do use chat gpt i use yeah. it quite a
1: bit it really there's there's certain ways that ai can assist us that help us to bump up our skill levels and things that we're not skilled in and sometimes generating titles or summarizing content aren't my strong suits and i can type that into chat gpt and it will summarize something for me like really quick. And it's amazing. But I also Mm -hmm. am very mindful of where is it gathering this content? How is it putting it together? So then we flip that into the visual art and you were about to say.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like I think what you just said was good. Like I've used uh, for for work, I've used um, different AI programs to help reword my own ideas whereas like something like chat well I guess it's not where it, just chat GPT, i think most ai um even copy ai is still data mining from the internet and all of the web pages that are out there is data mining from written blogs and other people's ideas so there's always the concern over plagiarism in in the writing world that if I'm asking ChatGPT or like Jasper AI or whatever you're using to write something for me, because you can actually just put in I want to write a top I want to write about this topic and it can write you a thousand word essay and there's like high school students are are doing that and there's a lot of controversy around using it to write your essays. So it can compile information and you have to be concerned about plagiarism but also are you even learning like what's the point of putting out what somebody else wrote anyways or what's the point of putting out something that ai wrote so i do use it in that in that realm but more i like to use it to reword something that i've already written or to um, make my ideas sound a little bit more interesting like put in more interesting words or whatever yeah
1: i've put something in saying like i'll have a paragraph and i'll say rewrite this in a
0: more fun, happy way.
1: <laughs> yeah, And it so does, it it's quite amazing. Right? It's such yeah. a good tool.
0: So yeah. it's kind of fun for that kind of stuff, um, as long as you're careful, because it can still... Mm-hmm. Well, it's even controversial to say it can plagiarize because a lot of them say that they are, they won't plagiarize, Yeah, um, but they are still gathering information from the internet. I have to add so, this,
1: that usually whatever it gives me, I will rewrite it again. So it gets yeah. rewritten multiple times before yeah. it goes anywhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. For sure. I, I just don't like just putting it straight in because it sometimes sounds a little bit cheesy, even if yeah. it is interesting. Oh or yeah, for happy. sure.
1: Yeah. It's I noticed exactly. chat GPT always says uh, something like, hold on to your C. That's how it opens every fun phrase for me, hold on to your seat. But coming back to visual terms, how is this affecting the visual artist? What is the visual form of AI?
0: Yeah. So it basically does the same thing. Um, and that was the reason I was talking about copy AI was because it's, it's probably something that you people have heard about, even if you're not looking into it in the same way as we are. So art AI is, is kind of the same thing in that if you write an article, say you're writing a blog post about forest fires, you can go into art AI and say, generate me a realistic image of a forest fire coming down a mountain and it can generate a photograph. It looks like a photograph of an actual forest fire. And what it does is it goes out into the, uh, over it scans the internet. Well, it's already scanned the internet and compiled all this information. So now it will go into its library of forest fires and compile something that is realistic and photographic and make a forest fire. Now, if you aren't specific or you're using a not very good program, it could just simply like take one tree that's on fire and repeat it 20 times to make it look like a forest. But if it's a little bit more sophisticated, it will generate something that doesn't have flaws. But you do have to be careful because it will often have flaws if you're trying to do realism. Mm -hmm. If you're looking at a more cartoon style or impressionistic or expressionistic art or whatever, it can do the job a little bit better because it doesn't have to be realistic. It has issues with generating hands it'll put like 10 fingers on one hand or intertwine hands and they look more a little bit more like aliens it'll do but that But you with said eyes. it's getting
1: smarter yeah. all the time so it was yeah. having
0: trouble with hands but it's it's, it's learning its and it's getting smarter and that's really just because the programming is getting better and if you're paying to use the programs it it will be smarter and better as well than the free programs but that's basically what it does it just you you type in an image that you want to see And it will generate it in whatever style, color palettes, subject matter. You can be really detailed. um, And it can generate some really beautiful pieces of Mm -hmm. art. Like, especially digital art.
1: The very first one that I saw a friend had posted on Facebook. And he had created a piece that was beautiful. I could tell it was digital art. And I wasn't sure if he, you know on the iPad with Procreate created this digital art. And I reached out to him and said, how are you doing this? And he, he named the app that he was using. And I said, is this something that you have commercial rights to? If you create it on AI, are you allowed to sell it or claim it as your own? And he said, well, I've upgraded into, you know, this, I guess, tier of that particular program that allowed him to have commercial rights. So essentially he was creating this art through the program and then it becomes something he can sell or show in galleries. And I haven't fully processed how I feel about that. Like there's just so there's so much mixed, you know, mixed feelings mm-hmm. on my end about that. I feel like the artist out there making, Making our art and putting it on the internet as a portfolio or as a means to sell and monetize our art, it's taken us years. I've said in the podcast before that if someone says, "Charla, how long did it take you to make the painting that's behind you? You need to answer my whole life because every yeah. piece of art that we put out, it takes the accumulation of all of our life experience, all of our art experience to create what we're making. And so we put out our whole life, really, in these portfolios. And then now slivers or pieces of that. And sometimes the AI is not just taking the suggestion from our our art. It's taking chunks of it or portions Mm. of it, maybe reconfiguring a little or changing a palette or, you know, I'm not sure everything that it's doing. But it is it's building art on the backs of the humans who've created it and it's a concern and it's a growing concern amongst the artist community who is seeing you and I just read an article about an artist who uh, was on a podcast or an interview and basically the interviewer recreated her art right in front of her by putting in keywords and she saw oh wow like it's just duplicated digitally. Just, you know, different... You couldn't have laid the two images on top of each other and been identical, but it was
0: clearly her
1: work was regenerated. And from that...
0: I've heard the conversation that says like, well, as artists, we go on like we, we read this book in our community called Still Like an Artist because we go on the Internet and we look at our favorite artists and we we use their work for inspiration. And we, we sometimes even just straight up replicate it. Like at Bold School, we teach classes where we ask students to paint what we've painted so they can learn our techniques. That's that's so,
1: different. One second, I just want to stop you because you said the word
0: learn There is
1: a reason to do that when you're learning and that's a completely different context. And I always say to copy when you're learning, but you don't sell or show that those learning pieces don't go in your portfolio or they don't go into your like gallery. They're learning and that's totally different than taking and duplicating Mm -hmm. for like AI art purposes. (laughs) purposes.
0: <laughs> yeah. But where I was kind of like going with it was that from there, you're, you've you learned like from me and you've learned from you in our school and our other instructors. And then you go back out on the internet and you learn from other people or you take their color palettes or, and you, you take little bits here and there and somewhere else. And sometimes you can see, like a lot of people who come out of old school, you can see that they have learned under me. Um, and so some people will fight in on the side of ai art because they'll say that's what the algorithm is doing it's learning from you and it's learning from other artists and it's compiling what it learns and puts it together into something that's different like the example we saw today it's not you couldn't lay it on top it's not just replicating what she had it's learning from what she has and and doing something new however i've in those discussions, I've heard the artist talk because I was, I was listening to an artist that has had his work used and it's kind of affecting his career because of what AI is doing and what other artists are doing specifically replicating his work through AI. Um, so he, he had a pretty good viewpoint from better than my viewpoint because he's experiencing it. But he said, he said, there's just something different about, when an artist goes online and says, hey, I've been learning from Charlotte Marskalk and I've been watching her classes and I've been ch- checking out her work and I've been learning from her and here's what I make. And he said, even when that artist is, is taking your class and specifically replicating a piece that you've made, you can still see their style. And I, I, I see that as true too, for all of the members in Bold School, even though they're doing the exact piece of works, like brushstroke by brushstroke that I'm doing, it's still theirs and I can see their touch and I can see the difference.
1: Yeah. Because AI, AI, will, art. AI will never take away from us the, the actual paint on a canvas or the no, brush stroke on a canvas. And that's one thing that. it, it can never steal that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm not even concerned, like as an artist myself, I'm not even concerned that it would steal, I guess it's stealing imagery from me. It, it could steal concepts and, and looks, <laughs> But it's still digital art, so we'll yeah. never lose the human connection of brush to canvas. Or paint brushes, but yeah. for
0: digital artists, it's this is where it gets you. You can see if you just go on YouTube and Google and search it, you'll see a lot of artists. Like there's artists on there talking about it and like genuinely crying because they're terrified that and they're it is already affecting their career because you can go and you can pay an AI program to create art. If I was a digital artist in the style of Charlotte Skulk, and now they're creating in my style something that is fresh and different because it isn't replicating what I've done. So it's creating something in my style. And this is what the digital artists are talking about that it's affecting their career because and and I call them like artist trolls because they're actually there's artists out there who are actually going into the AI programs and doing it intentionally because the digital artists are getting upset they talk about on the youtube channel and now trolls will go and say well your art is out there for us to use you have no say in it anymore and we can do it and now these groups are are kind of ganging up on digital artists and then what happens this is a very general description but the if 10 people go into the a art and say ai um, art programs and say make me work in charla's style, the A art is learning about me more than maybe it was originally. So if a hundred artists gather against you as the artist and say make art in Charlotte style, it's learning more and more and more and it's getting better at replicating my work to the point that I'm no longer necessary. This is kind of what they're seeing happening. I'm no longer necessary because they can pay and it's a lot cheaper and a lot faster for somebody to go get my style of work. So for the digital artists, it's a really big concern. It's detrimental. Yeah, yeah it's detrimental, and that that's the voices that you're really seeing. Because I I don't have a real fear that a, a computer is going to pick up a paintbrush and, and paint and actually texturize a canvas. Because you can still come to me for. An Although ar- with
1: three D printers and all the other kind of computerized yeah, computerized <laughs> yeah. tools it'll that it'll we have, done. you never know what could happen in the future that way. Yeah, but you know, and I guess that the other concern. Um, that I had heard you express, well, it wasn't a concern. When we were talking about the concerns, you said that you're not actually frightened that um, AI art would take over your, your art career because you feel like you can stay one step ahead. Like as a human, you can stay one step ahead in inspiration and innovating and exploring art. And, mm-hmm. and as humans, we have the ability to do that, but do we want to be in a constant race and competitive with computers? You know, well, I, guess- I think
0: it, like the evolution will be interesting to watch because if you think about you're putting your art online, AI is only learning. If you're thinking about from one specific artist, it's only learning what the artist is doing now. So AI is has learned about Picasso because there's Picassos all over the internet. It can go on and make a tree in the style of Picasso, but it will never advance Picasso's style because he's not with us anymore and he's not creating new art. So he'll, AI will never advance Picasso's style. So it can never stay a step ahead of me it might be able to compete with me where I am right now, you know, as it's doing with these digital artists, but that digital artist ha- is the only one who holds the power to become better. And as artists, we always are hoping to become better and evolve our style. We're always reaching for something new because we create things. We don't yeah. just replicate things. We create. So we'll always stay a step ahead. But what I think will happen is that uh, the humans will figure out ways to probably get ahead even faster. I don't know what that means. We have to.
1: This is almost a challenge now. We have to stay ahead and we have to be smart about it, really. And, you know, when you were a minute ago talking about the trolling and just sort of artists ganging up, or let's say people, I don't even know that they're artists, but people (laughs) ganging up on artists through AI. And um, it's just another form of cyberbullying and another form of artists. Like, we we generally feel we have some competitive nature that we feel towards other humans, but now we have to feel that towards robots, too. Or computers, too. And it just opens up so much more complication. And that part... I see it's sad, but it's also challenging. Like there's Mm -hmm. just a challenge out there now to stay ahead of AI and to be fresh and original and keep your work close and be smart about how you release and distribute it and... Yeah. You
0: know, so I think probably following what's happening is really important. And I think it's important for all of us, whether you're a digital artist or any type of artist, because the Internet is always going to be here. We need to be putting our stuff online in order to be in the industry. Mm -hmm. And and we talk about that a lot here and, and encourage people to be putting their work online so others can see it. So we are kind of in this battle a little bit. And it isn't just. We do need to, we will always stay ahead, continue to be creative, take it as a challenge. But also, I would encourage people, artists, to step up and support the people that are going through it right now.
1: We're taking a brief intermission in today's episode to thank Bold School for creating this podcast, to give artists voices and a place to learn bold color art and painting in Bold School. In Bold School, we have a vibrant online community and online classes to equip you not only in skill, but in being a wholehearted artist. Make sure that you hop on our newsletter list on boldschool.com to find out more about being a bold artist with Bold School. It just occurred to me that even if it's learning from our art and, and evolving through our art and not necessarily stealing portions of it, it's still actually taking our intellectual property. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's learning from us. So essentially all the experience, if it if it came onto my website and and you know, learned from me, it is taking my intellectual property and turning it into a product for someone else. Mm-hmm. Which is still a form of stealing. And I know that there's a lot of good articles that's like are showing that it's not like there's a lot both on both sides of the controversy. And I've I've read different articles with an open mind on both sides. And I, I get it. I, I see the dilemma. <laughs> I understand. But still, there is a an unease with now knowing that everything you put online can just generate free content or be taken from you for the use of someone else who wants to be like you it is I I don't know it just rests uneasy with me
0: yeah and I agree and I think it's a a big reason is because there's platforms that are making money and businesses are using the platforms to create commercial work you know for the for they're cre- They're using it to create things for movie sets and to create um, for advertising. And so there's the platform is making money off of learning from our work, and then companies are using that to make money in their advertising, commercial work, and in the industry, the art industry. Like if we are going to be, um, how do I put this? If if a big company like Nike is going to Use your work to make money. A part of how you assess this contract that you're going to sign with someone like Nike is okay, you're going to take my art and make how much money off of it? So I might sell my art for $2,000. However, if someone like Nike comes along and says, I want to use your art for uh, our campaign, I don't sell them a piece for $2,000 and give them the right to use it for whatever they want. I actually enter a contract for them to use my intellectual property for advertising. And this is this is not exactly how it goes. But if they said, you know, we... And I we just want to
1: say a disclaimer that this actually has nothing to do with Nike. And there's, there's no. no connection no. to Nike. As it's just, just using an example. they
0: a huge brand. Yeah. And they wouldn't go to you and say, here, I'll pay you $2,000 for your art. And now I'm going to go make... 20 million dollars off of your art like you could then go and sue them for it because they didn't purchase the right to use your work for commercial
1: yeah so it's a commercial a commercial agreement or contract and I have that with my illustration work if I if you hire me to illustrate and it's just used for your personal in context of a certain realm it's one thing if you say I'm going to be duplicating this on you know, this and this and this and this, then it's a whole different price. Yeah. And that's that's pretty normal. But what your your point is really valid that we're not having any control of these big companies paying for AI to take from our sites and then create commercial like advertisement or products. Mm-hmm. And it's out of our control. Like we're, we're not able to negotiate on our own behalf. And opt in, like you said earlier. So it's definitely a concern. I feel like if I was a techie genius that could like develop whatever software I'd like create some kind of like photo protection for artists (laughs) that make it like invisible like you can see it with eye but invisible to the internet (laughs) yeah well you
0: even see in AI art you see watermarks come up because people put watermarks to protect their art and then in, in the AI art now I'm sure that the paid platforms take the watermarks out But that's been kind of a joke, like, okay, there's my watermark is right there. (laughs) Yeah. And that, you know, your
1: experience that you shared in the beginning of how it was entertaining and a little bit funny and frustrating to you when you first tried it. I had the same kind of result where I just downloaded a couple of the free apps on my phone and I played around with trying to generate some art and it actually came up with someone's signature. Like, someone's signature was across it. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, it really is taking chunks of people's art and putting it Yeah, like, actual chunks. And then some of what I tried to generate was, like, it turned out funny. Like, I was sitting on the couch with my future daughter-in-law, we were laughing. Um, She has a German Shepherd, and we were trying to generate German Shepherd running through a field of poppies. And it was, like, these really bizarre... images (laughs) like like funny and I didn't at that time feel at all threatened by AI art I was like how is this gonna you know steal my illustration talent you know like it won't but then as I've watched the the conversations unfold and the concern of artists and the way that it's being used to like really I don't know it's just affecting artists on a level I I just didn't ever foresee
0: Yeah. And it's still, what I keep thinking is that it's people behind it. It's not computers behind it. Because a computer can generate anything. Like sure, a computer can go in, gather my work and generate a piece. But it's a person that's going to take advantage of that. It's a person on the other side on a computer somewhere that's going to take that piece and use it, either claim it as their own. Or use it in a commercial, or whatever they're use it. They're going to use it for. It's a person on the other side, so it's not out of our control. It is people, and we still live in a society that has laws and rights mm-hmm. and respects intellectual property. So we don't have to put up with it. That's easier said than done, because uh, you know dealing with these things isn't simple. Going to court is not simple. But we can follow what's happening and we can support the people that are going to take this on. Because people will. There's going to be artists out there who will take this on. And I really see that as where our power lies. We are just, we're not fighting AI. We're not fighting this giant thing that's taking over the universe. We are actually in a battle with other people who want to take advantage of us. And us artists have been in that battle our whole lives. People mm-hmm. want stuff for free all the time. They Forever. Use yeah,
1: it's been the battle yeah. of the
0: artists. Uh, I also
1: see it that it's not that we're fighting AI or the the progression of how computers are helping or benefiting us. I think we see the good that it can bring us, but maybe more that artists are asking for boundaries and respect Mm -hmm. and so some sort of rules to be put in place of like like give us the option to opt in and give us a voice here let artists have a say in how ai crawls and what it looks for and what Mm -hmm. it's allowed to do because like you said it's uh something that can be taught so we can teach the ai To follow the rules (laughs) to have certain boundaries and I think maybe it does already and and you and I don't know any of that but um from what we're seeing it it seems to be detrimental to artists careers and Mm -hmm. it seems to be also a way that uh, that people are ganging up and and cyber bullying artists
0: yeah yeah it can it can be it can get out of control that's for sure so I think for now it's something that we can watch and see what's happening in that world and and see how we can use it in in the right ways um, I think con for concepts and reference images as painters and artists it can be a great tool and it can be a great tool to learn like I love looking at other people's art, to study light. So, you know, it can be a a tool that you can do those types of things with. But even starting from us and and looking at how we use the copy, you know, the writing AIs, just always be um, aware that this is pulling from other people's work and to make sure we're respecting where that's coming from and how we're using it. That's probably a good place to start. And within our control right now, if you're on the internet and doing any of this at all. I know a lot of people aren't. And then to protect ourselves and other artists, we just need to be aware of what's happening and not, not just let it happen to everybody. Mm -hmm. I don't know where else we go right now. It's so, it's such a little baby still, you know, and I also think about in the day when photography came up, came first came into play and people claimed it to be art and there was a massive controversy through in history of people saying that that photography is not art because it uses a machine and it's just replicating what's right in front of it. And that battle was lost. Now photography is definitely, it's, it's almost laughable to think it's not art. Of course it's art. It can be art. Not all photography is art, but it can be art. And then digital art also held that same controversy. Is it art if you can just make it on a computer? And that's also laughable. There's mm-hmm. incredible digital artists, and it's an art form. Mm-hmm. So I've heard the controversy. I've, I've heard the, the take that this is the same. It's just a controversy, and in the end, AI will be considered art. But I don't think that that can be possible if the rules aren't changed. I think the mm-hmm. rules need to change, and maybe there's a way that it can be. But I think right now there's a lot of intellectual property being stolen, and Maybe it is, it is art, but should it be given a place in the world if it's stolen?
1: Mm-hmm. You know? Such, such good food for thought. And so glad that the Bold Arts Podcast can make us all more aware. And even though this is, has been just a kind of an exploratory conversation, because we're not experts or authorities in AI, but it's more just from the standpoint of what our own little slivers of experience have been It's been really a privilege to talk about it here today on the show. For any of you who are looking to be a human artist, an actual (laughs) artist that builds your skill not using AI, Bold School is the place for you. Check out boldschool.com for all of our online painting classes and community and hop on our newsletter list there. You can find us on Instagram at School, inc. and right here on the Bold School YouTube channel. Thanks so much for joining the show today. Until next time, keep creating. Hey, Charlotte, you want to see what I made with AI art? Sure.
0: I'll show you one sec. I got to take my
1: headphones. off. It's not AI art. I can't hear you. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you say?
0: (laughs) That's real art.
1: (laughs) Actually, I'm just joking everyone. This is Charla's art.